And welcome back to the Biased Opinion Podcast. This is going to be episode 36. Uh, I'm here with PJ, back after a little break. Going to talk the Patriots, going to talk NFL this season so far. Uh, we're following Thursday Night Football, uh, Week 14, Pats versus Rams. So, yeah, PJ, you can get us started. Yeah, a tough loss for the Patriots. Uh, getting thoroughly outplayed by the Rams in a must-win game for their playoff chances now falling to 6-7. and seven. Even if they win the last three, they're probably not going to finish in the playoffs. But the way they're playing, they're definitely not winning the last three. Been a rough season for the Patriots. There's not not a whole lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Quarterback is definitely holding them back. Cam Newton has not had a great season. Only five touchdowns, nine interceptions. So you're thinking the next three games, Jared Stidham would be, would be given a chance. The Patriots got off to a slow start, two and five start. And then they won. After they beat the Ravens, people thought they were kind of turning a corner. But then they followed up with a loss to the Texans. In the last two wins against Arizona and the Chargers, people thought they were kind of getting back into the playoffs again, but tough loss to the Rams. The Rams team that's definitely definitely good, but the Patriots definitely could have played a little bit better. And yeah, I don't I don't know how the Patriots look for the future. I mean, they definitely definitely need a quarterback. I guess they have a lot of money to spend, but if they don't spend it well and they don't draft well, like they haven't been drafting well over the last few years, then it could be more of this more of the same in the seasons to come. More you know seven to nine seasons, eight and eight seasons, because there's a lot of needs on this roster. Yeah, I agree, and it's just, I don't know, I'm I'm disappointed in how this season's going, and it's it's tough because it's been such a frustrating, a lot of their losses have been in such a frustrating fashion, like especially at the beginning of the year when they lost the Seahawks in those games. All those one-score games that they probably could have and should have pulled out um, back in the beginning of the year, and then when Newton got COVID and Hoyer came in, kind of cost the team the game that week, and um, then coming back from COVID, Newton uh, clearly looked rusty, and it was it, it, it was kind of like a four-week period where the team kind of got screwed by that. Um, they weren't really prepared for it, it seemed, and, which is kind of disappointing considering Hoyer's been in the system for like, I mean, his first season with the Patriots, and he was left for a little bit, but it was like 10 years ago, uh, and it seemed like he had never played quarterback in the NFL before when he came in. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots, I think they're – this season's been bad. The running game looks good. The offensive line has looked good. Uh, Secondary is still pretty good. The, the linebackers, I think, have been horrendous, especially I, I think Jawan Bentley has been one of the bigger liabilities on the team. I actually think Josh McDaniels also has been part of the problem, too. Uh, I, he's just, I don't think they're putting the players in a position to succeed. I don't know. It's just, it seems like he's not calling enough design runs for Cam Newton trying to air it out on third and long. And I streaked to Nikhil Harry, who one of the slowest straight-line receivers I've ever seen in the NFL. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, I think right now isn't like Cam like the least paid starter in the league or the cheapest starter in the league? Yeah, I think he is the cheapest starter in the I league. Mean, the quarter- make any money. quarterback is the most important, most important position in all sports, so you can't, you can't have the quarterback be the cheapest part of the roster. So I don't know. I guess you have to draft somebody. You probably need another. You probably have to get rid of Cam Newton, or you need a veteran to learn under somebody, to, or a, a rookie to learn under a veteran or something like that. Yep. I mean, I don't know if Jared. I don't think you can turn the keys over to Jared Stidham next year, or you don't need like you don't need to get rid of Cam Newton and have like a Jared Stidham versus a rookie QB battle and then have <laughs> both of them be a bust. So I don't. I don't. You have to. Like, even Matthew Stafford wouldn't be too bad if they could trade. But you're gonna have to pay for a quarterback too. Like I don't know if the Patriots are willing to pay for a quarterback to get a quarterback. Yeah. The, the next year, I'm. I'm confident the Patriots have. They have the definitely have the capability. They have the coaching staff. I think they have. I mean, the front office over the last twenty years has proven the ability to build winning football teams. Obviously, I think I'm confident because they have. They're going with the top three most cap space in the league. I think only the Browns and maybe the the Jets or the Jaguars have more or something like that. Um, but I mean, there is a lot of holes that they're gonna have to fill, and then they're gonna have their best draft capital that they've had since. Probably, probably like the Chandler Jones, Dante Hightower draft. Um, I guess the Sony Michelle Isaiah win draft. They had two first rounders, and that win pick was pretty early. But I don't know. I think, I mean, quarterback is definitely need, and I don't really know how they address it. There, there is some free agent options that they could draft a guy and then sign somebody. Like Winston hasn't done anything this year to prove that Winston. I think can get the ball downfield at least. Unlike Cam Newton, who his deep ball just looks completely shot. Maybe you can coach Winston too. Yeah, maybe, hopefully, you'd hope that you'd be able to coach Winston. And a, a year under Sean Payton, supposed offensive mind, I guess. And Drew Brees, guy, hasn't really turned the ball over a lot for the last 20 years. And you, I don't know, you, you hope that uh, him losing out on the jobs at Taysom Hill is a pretty tough look for him. 
as a J- Jameis Winston believer, I mean, that's pretty tough. But Hill has been pretty solid, even though I think Hill kind of stinks. But, yeah, I mean, I really wanted to believe in Cam Newton. And here's the list of quarterbacks really quick that have more passing touchdowns than Cam Newton, just a couple. Joe Flacco has six passing touchdowns <laughs> and four starts, whereas Cam Newton in 11, or 12 starts now has five. Um, Tua in five starts. Jimmy G in six starts. Andy Dalton in five starts. Uh, Dak Prescott in five games still has four more passing touchdowns. Nick Mullins in six starts has four more passing touchdowns. Um, Mitch Trubisky in five games has twice as many passing touchdowns as Cam Newton. It's just, I, this list is... I'm surprised Ben DiNucci's not on that list. <laughs> ben DiNucci, I mean, the way Cam has been throwing the ball in some of the, some of the games, it looks like he has, he has it, and in some of the games he's throwing it like Ben DiNucci. And the thing is, is the whole point of Cam Newton bringing him in is the running offense and the, the running back. Like Damian Harris has looked good, but... Cam Newton, we haven't seen him run a design run since week one, it seems like, other than the stupid draw play they run on the goal line that gets stuffed every single time on fourth and goal this whole season. That's why I think, I don't know, I think McDaniels has not put his players in a position to succeed. He's not playing to their strengths, and that's kind of what the Patriots have done historically, is just play to their guys' strengths, I feel like, and that's what they won so much. Uh, and then this year, McDaniels has seemed incapable of doing that time and time again. It just con- continues to just run the same plays that haven't worked all season over and over again. And, and then the offense was bad last year with Brady, too. It's like the the same things are happening this year as they were last year. Yeah. And it, if the receivers can't separate, it really doesn't really matter what what the quarterback's doing. So if you had the grace of all time and he was struggling, then I think you need to somehow upgrade the personnel around the quarterback or it's going to be the same story. Yeah. And like, it makes no sense because I understand, like, oh, our wide receivers can't separate. And like Brady... I mean, Brady, one of the things he's known for is being able to throw the ball into a tight window, his accuracy. Cam Newton, that's probably the last thing he's known for, his accuracy. Uh, that's probably been his biggest weakness as a quarterback since he's entered the league. And I guess you could say that, well, the receivers aren't going to be able to separate. We didn't add anybody at wide receiver. Let's hope our quarterback can run, and that's how our quarterback will run this offense. But you're not even using him that way. So it's that's so extremely frustrating. And Maybe he's injured and he's kind of old now. I, I don't know, but... There, there needs to be a change at quarterback, whether it's through the draft, Ian Book, uh, <laughs> Kyle Trask maybe out of Florida. That's a guy that I was hyping up at the preseason. He, he's the Heisman frontrunner right now. Um, I don't I don't really know if he'll – he's having a Joe Burrow-like season. So I don't – it's tough to say where he'll go just because the top two quarterbacks are locked in and we're not – Pats aren't going to be able to get one of those guys unless they trade. But I don't know. There, there's a couple free agency options, and maybe a, I don't. I don't think a team would trade their franchise QB, but you never know. I guess. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a very weird. It's it's a weird. It's going to be a weird offseason, but at least it's going to be an exciting offseason. I don't. It's it's tough to say where they go from here at the quarterback position, though. Yeah, I don't know how you don't replace Brady better though, or how do you develop Stidham a little bit more? Yeah, Stidham should be ready or get somebody better than Cam Newton. I mean, you know, Brady's coming to the end at some point. And also, if you look at the division, the Bills are going to be pretty good for a long time, you would think. I mean, they have a good coach and a quarterback that seems to be getting better with talent in the roster. And same thing with the Dolphins. They seem to have a good coach and a decent amount of talent and assets that they can use. So I don't think the Dolphins are going to be going 5-11 and every single year. I don't know if the Dolphins are going to be winning playoff games, but they're going to be competitive, and so are the Bills. Jets don't seem to be getting any better, even if they get a top quarterback in the draft. So you're going to have stiffer competition in the AFC East than you would have in the years prior to. Yeah, and on top of that, if you th- I mean, if the Jets end up with Trevor Lawrence, which seems pretty likely right now, then assuming Trevor Lawrence isn't a bust, next thing you know, you have... <laughs> I'm not sold on Trevor yet. Let's see what happens against ND next week. But um, then you have three quarterbacks, three first-round top 15 quarterbacks in the division that Josh Allen has looked like a franchise QB, even though a lot of people, including me, didn't really like the pick and when it happened and he looked pretty bad as rookie year. Uh, he looks like a franchise QB right now. Tua, top five pick for a reason. He's only played like five games, but um, he's he's been winning. So I, you you hope if you're a Dolphins fan, I guess that you, Tua becomes a franchise quarterback, and he's he's looked good so far. I think he's um, he's a rookie QB, um, so you can't expect too much. But and then on top of that, Trevor is going to come in as one of the most hyped prospects of all time. So you assume that's three quarterbacks are going to be good quarterbacks in your division for the next fifteen years. 10 to yeah. 15 years. I don't... Even if you draft a QB in the middle of the draft, Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes on recent years kind of stand out, and even Josh Allen. But 
Um, like, it, not at the top, at the very top of the draft. Like, there's no guarantee that they're going to be good. I don't know. It's it's tough. And personally, me, I think quarterback-wise, I mean, Dak Prescott's a free agent this year. I don't think he's going anywhere, but... You, you, throw, never know, you never know with Jerry. You never know with Jerry. And if you throw $40 million at Dak, if you look at the, the Cowboys before and after Dak, I think Dak proved his right. I like Dak. and I think Dak is good. I think I kind of underrated him, I think, before this year. And he looks really good to start the year. And then, I mean, since he's gone down, that team looks like the worst team in the league. So I, I wouldn't hate Dak. I would give Dak $40 million right now per year. I, if you have the money, he's such a big upgrade. A quarterback, it's not even close. So I, would, I think I'd do that. I would bring Jameis in. Um, and the other free agent quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, you can't bring in. Mike Glennon, guys. Like, Philip Rivers is gonna be a UFA. <laughs> He's toast. <laughs> you could bring Jacoby Brissett back. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, you bring in. Try to coach him up, maybe. I, I mean, RG three. I don't know. There's not a ton of options here. It's, it it's it's pretty desolate after, after Dak, and Jameis and. I think Drew Brees might be a free agent after this year, but I don't see him going anywhere. He'd probably retire, I guess, to be honest, uh, if anything. But, hey, Brady left the path, so you never know. And they seem to like Taysom. But, yeah, and outside of quarterback, I really hope they draft a middle linebacker, like the next Dante Hightower. I don't – I can see Dante Hightower not coming back at all, maybe even, he, he, or coming back and just not being the same player after a year off of football. But I don't know. I don't know if you have anything on the rest of the team or where you want anyone you I don't know what direction the pass going on defense or anything. The secondary's yeah. getting older. There's just a lot of a lot of needs at a lot of different positions. Yeah, it's, it's you can't they're not gonna get much for Gilmore, it seems like in a trade and the McCordy brothers aren't getting any younger. And I mean there was speculation that they didn't want to come back this year. So how long do they have left? And I guess you still have J.C. Jackson and Duggar and some guys like that. Adrian Phillips has looked pretty good this year, I think. Um, but I don't know. You have pieces on defense, but like Jawan Bentley is horrible. Uche looks pretty good in this couple snaps that he got every game. He's, he's playing time's inconsistent. The D line looks awful. John Simon can't play. Flat out can't play. They just they need to make some upgrades. Uh, they need to make a lot of upgrades on both sides of the ball at this point. I do think. The O-line is something you can build around, though. But they need to get a quarterback, and they need to get a wide receiver that can separate. That's another thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, disappointing season so far for the Patriots. and that That's pretty obvious. But I they do have the potential to field a good team next year, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's all I got on the Patriots. I guess uh, moving on to the, I guess, AFC playoff picture. I think Kansas City looks like a clear, clear favorite to get out of the AFC. They've... No Super Bowl hangover for them. They've played really good all year. One kind of fluke loss, I guess, at home to to the Raiders. And then I guess they got their second in the AFC right now behind the Steelers, but I think the Steelers are a little fraud, 11-1. and one. I don't even think they have a guaranteed win left on their schedule. They play at Buffalo, at, at Cincinnati. I guess at Cincinnati might be a win without Joe Burrow, but I guess if Joe Burrow was playing, I think that'd be a pretty close game, but... Then home against Indianapolis and then at Cleveland. So I think the Steelers could lose at least two of those games and the Chiefs do not have two losses on their schedule. Or I mean, at Miami could be tough, but the Chiefs are better than them. And then I guess they could lose at New Orleans, but even if they lose one, I still think the Steelers are going to lose at least two. Haven't been impressed with the Steelers. They started off 11-0, but a lot of that was like the a lot of that was an easy schedule like the Patriots had last year. And I've been watching a lot of the Steelers. Their offense is just not very good. They just go five wide every single play, and Ben hikes the ball and throws it within two seconds to a guy running a slant pattern. That's their whole <laughs> offense. And then they they can't run the ball at all. The running backs really the running backs aren't really that good. They keep trying different guys, and they, each series with Benny Snell and McFarlane and then James Conner, none of them are that great. Defense is good, but I don't think a good defense probably isn't going to stop stop the Chiefs, I guess, this year. I guess the Broncos did okay Sunday night, but it's going to be the Chiefs are going to score 30 points no matter what. And I don't. I think the Steelers' offense has peaked, and then Big Ben is one hit away from not finishing the season. So their quarterback, he's basically week to week. You never know if he's gonna get out of the week. <laughs> uh, so I guess eleven wins is great, but I still I think the Steelers are gonna get bounced in the first round. They've also had their schedule redone a bunch of times, and they really haven't had a bye week all season. So I think if the Steelers can maybe win one of the next two or. 
even the Browns are nine and three right behind them. So if they can somehow get to the last game against the Browns with a two game lead in the division, maybe if they're guaranteed second spot, then I think the Steelers have to take week seventeen off and get ready for the playoffs. But I can see I can see an early exit for the Steelers in the playoffs and I think I don't think there's anybody really that can challenge the Chiefs, especially if they get home field advantage. Yeah, so for me from the AFC, I this year I've kind of developed the philosophy that I'm going to be anti-flag football this season. I, it's, it's This season, 2020, is my war against flag football. And it, we kind of define flag football um, just as teams. like this, I think the Steelers run flag football, and I think the Chiefs run flag football. Just five wide, aired out every single play, 45 pass attempts a game, four runs up the middle. Only run that you do is out of shotgun, like, every once in a while on third and long. Pitch plays, I don't... I I don't need that and don't play defense no secondary. I don't I don't want to watch that football. I want to watch I think old fashioned ground and pound football is going to win the Super Bowl this year. So I mean the Chiefs clear the favorite. They have Mahomes which is kind of a Chico. That's I think the Chiefs are the only team that can really run flag football because you're not going to beat the Chiefs trying to win the game 60 to 50. You're going to you need to beat the Chiefs by running the ball and playing good defense. Uh you're not going to outduel Mahomes in a shootout, which is why I don't so, I disagree with the whole league going towards flag football. Because you're never going to beat Mahomes in flag football. So who in the AFC is going to be able to do ground and pound and knock Mahomes out of the... the... The Cleveland Browns. I think the Cleveland... My pick in the AFC this year is the Cleveland Browns. And preseason, oh, I would have laughed in my own face if I said that. The Cleveland Browns... I want to say the Ravens also don't run flag football, but they insist on giving Mark Ingram touches, which is just an automatic loss of yards. So, and Lamar Jackson is looks terrible this year. I'm not a believer in Lamar... That, Play game against the Patriots, one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. That two-minute drill, that was that was embarrassing. No effort. Just bad. And honestly, at this point, Baker on a play action. Baker running play action is probably a more effective passer than Lamar, uh, which is pretty sad. So I I like the Browns. I like the Raiders if they have Josh Jacobs and they... The Raiders played like the best game they could at home the second time and they couldn't beat him. I agree. They... <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders are going to... I think the Raiders' path is the Chiefs lose to the Browns or something like that. I don't know. The, 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 the Steelers are not beating the Chiefs. No chance. I'd give the... I'm putting... I would put my life savings on the Chiefs beating the Steelers head-to-head in the AFC Championship game because the Steelers... The Steelers mm-hmm. try to play Chiefs football with a 40-year-old quarterback that can't throw 10 yards and their wide receiver one can't catch mm-hmm. and their secondary is terrible. Do you know what the Patriots' point differential is this year? No. Minus two. The Patriots? Yeah, minus two. Do you know what the Cleveland Browns point differential is this year? Well, it's skewed. Minus 15. They had, they're they, 9-3 and three, they're minus 15. Yeah, but their two losses were by like 40. And it, well, the first one in week one, I'm not counting. Really, I'm, what have you done from that that offense when they – it's a new coach. The new coach, Stefanski, is also so a beast. So you're taking the new coach over Andy Reid and you're taking Baker over Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 45 combined carries in the, every playoff game over Clyde edwards Elair trying to run the clock out for the Chiefs. Three carries for negative 10 yards. You know, I liked Clyde coming out. He looks terrible. And I guess the Broncos last game, they did... Melvin Gordon ran for 131 yards on 15 carries against the Chiefs. They Their defense isn't that good. Miles Garrett... It's not terrible, though. Miles Garrett's better than any... any it's, it's not like the Chiefs have to score 30 to win every game, though. Their defense is playing okay. I think I think Miles Garrett's better than any defensive player that the Chiefs have. I think Chiefs, all right, the Chiefs. I mean, the smart pick here is the Chiefs. But Chiefs I think, are sixth against sixth in points against. In in terms of teams that could beat the Chiefs, Bills no chance. They play flag football. No, they run the ball four times a game maybe. So they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna try to play Chiefs football and lose like fifty to thirty. Steelers fifty to twenty. <laughs> they're they're not good. They're overrated. Their their front seven's pretty good. Their wide receivers are great. Deontay Johnson has no hands. Leads the league in drops, by the way. He has 10 drops. He also, of of like every Big Ben receiver in his career that gets more than 50 targets or something, I think he's third to last in yards per target because he's like he's one of the most inefficient receivers Big Ben's ever had because he runs two-yard slants and drops them. So I think Deontay Johnson, even though he's electric with the ball in his hands, I think he's very overrated. they got to give the ball to Juju and Chase more and James Washington. Um, I mean, the Titans would have a chance, but their defense has been so bad this year. That's the thing. See, the Titans, I want to see the Titans play football the way I want to see it be played, but they don't know how to play defense. So the the, the key to running the ball is you got to have a good pass rush at least. Yeah, and sometimes they don't give the ball to Derek in key moments. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't give the ball to Derek, and they try to air it out to Corey Davis. And I don't know if you can air it out to Corey Davis in the playoffs. The Colts, 
I want to believe in the Colts. Philip Rivers is not. But Philip Rivers isn't going to get the job done. I don't See, think so. I, I, I have more faith in Baker because I think Baker can I think Baker can give you a nice play action deep ball to Donovan Peoples Jones when you need it the Maybe. most. I have. It's it's it sounds bad to say, but I I don't know if in terms of teams in the AFC that I like in the playoffs, the Browns got to be my favorite team to upset the Chiefs. And then I actually like the Dolphins, too. I think the Dolphins play good football. I love Brian Flores' defense. I love yeah, Brian I Flores. I don't know if Brian Flores is making the playoffs. I think Brian Flores is going to grind up. And what about the Ravens? I don't like the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson's bad. I guess, but if they run the ball, they can... They, also, got, they got killed the first time, though. The, the Ravens can't establish the run, it seems like. Even though that's all they do, they... they Lamar... The, Lamar can't keep defenses honest like Baker. Lamar's not good at play action. Yeah, you're right. He can't throw outside the numbers. Baker keeps him on it. Baker, as bad as he is, he's he's pretty terrible under pressure. Dolphins are making the playoffs, though. They have Chiefs, Patriots, Vegas, and Buffalo to finish the season. Dolphins are going 7-9, maybe. Well, I don't think the Dolphins are winning two more games. Dolphins are 8-4 right now. Yeah, they're finishing 7-9. 9-7? 9-7, and and sorry. And you don't think... I they're guess only winning one of their last four. So it's going to be the Colts and the Browns are my teams, then. Okay. I don't think the Ravens are going to make it. Unless the Browns win the division, I don't know. The Browns, I don't think I the Ravens are going to make it. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of math. Well, yeah, either way, I mean, in terms of the Chiefs are going to win the AFC unless the Browns beat them or the Colts defense, or I mean the Colts, unless Phillip Rivers has the game of his life and they run the ball a ton or the Browns beat them. That's the only way the Chiefs don't win the AFC. I'm ready to move on to the NFC when you are. Yeah, I'll do the NFC. I guess, I guess looking at the teams, the Rams are my only... The Rams are my only option, and they, they, I guess they look good today, and they've made the Super Bowl in the past, but the Saints are definitely the most complete team. Maybe, there's a lot of good coaches in the NFC, so they probably have the best coach, but not by much in the NFC, but they always, they choke every single year and then complain mm-hmm. about the refs and then don't take any <laughs> responsibility, and then Drew Brees doesn't really play well in the playoffs, and didn't last year they lose to Kirk Cousins in the playoffs? I mean, that's just, yeah. they had the same team last year that lost to Kirk Cousins, so why would I trust them this year? And they they have the second coming of Adrian, er, Antonio Brown at wideout, which as talented as Michael Thomas is, right. that guy, guy yeah. is just he's just he's so, not a winner. So they don't have a huge deep threat in the passing game. And then I guess if you look down the line, I think the Rams might the Rams are decent. I like I the Rams. The, I think the Packers are a little are a little soft. I don't think they can get it done in the playoffs. I mean, they got beat up by Tampa Bay one week, and they got Minnesota ran on them, and then. They also lost to the Colts. So I think, against good competition, I think the Packers could... I mean, last year they made it to the NFC Championship game and got killed by the 49ers. So if they play a team similar to the way the 49ers played last year... I I guess Aaron Rodgers is playing great this year, but I'm not sold on the on the defense. Yeah, I'll just say... Yeah, I'm not sold on the defense. Also, the Packers are 31st in time possession, so... I don't think the Packers have what it takes in the playoffs. I agree. I think the Packers are one and two, I believe, against teams with a winning record this year, and their only win was against. And then I'm definitely not. Win. I'm not sold on the Seahawks. They can't run the ball or <laughs> stop the run, and then it's all on Russell Wilson. So that might, that might win you a game, might win you two games, but that's not going to get you through the NFC Championship game. So yeah, the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was looking great the first five weeks with like twenty twenty uh, touchdowns, and then the last, the last seven weeks they're three and four, and Russell Wilson hasn't been playing as good as he did in the beginning of the season. So, even I, the Seahawks might not even win. If they don't, the Seahawks probably aren't even going to win their division. It looks like, or at least the Rams are playing better. I don't know how this. Rams still have to play the Jets and the Cardinals at home. So, I'm going to give the Rams a division. So, if I could see the Seahawks even losing to the football team or the Giants. The Giants just beat them, and they beat them, I mean, fair and square with a backup quarterback. So, yeah, not believing the Seahawks. They didn't. Yeah, they turned. They're just not a complete team. They haven't shown it over the course of the season. A few, two weeks they they looked good on defense a few weeks ago, but I'm not I'm not sold. And then the Buccaneers, Brady and Bruce Arians, def, just not getting along. And they have yet. I last time I checked, playoff games are played in prime time. The Bucks have not been playing well in prime time this year, and Bruce Arians like before Monday night game tried to have the team practice and like. Saturday night just to get used to the bright lights or something. It was it was a dumb <laughs> explanation, but the outside of beating the outside of beating the Packers in Vegas was a good win, but the Bucks have lost to pretty much every single good team they've played. They lost to the Chiefs, Rams, Saints, Saints twice. So I don't think Brady's gonna 
win three games in this in this conference. He's gonna have to beat three really good teams in a row, and the Bucks haven't shown that they can do that all season. Yeah, for me, I think if I'm going to stick with my guns here, going against flag football, I love the Rams to win the NFC. I want to say I like the Saints because they got they got a good running back committee, and it's not like Drew Brees is throwing like fifty passes a game anymore. They just choke every year. But they choke. I just Sean Payton just doesn't do it for me. That guy, offer for a guy that keeps getting touted as an offensive guru, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't like him in the playoffs. He just chokes, and his defenses are always overrated. I think. But, I mean, he, like, you can't argue with what they've done this season, but it's they've won nine games in a row. They, yeah. they, not a great, not against great competition, but it's still nine in a row. Yeah, and it's, I don't know. It's tough to say that. I don't like the Saints, but they're just, like, a loud team when it comes to Michael Thomas. And it's, I feel like they're going to come in too cocky and choke again, as always. And the Buccaneers, if we're staying in that division, I, I want to root for Brady so bad. I want to say that Brady's, but Bruce Arians, not... I don't even want to make an excuse for Brady because Brady has been bad on primetime. He's played bad. There's no, I can't defend him there. He's been bad. He can't blame the coach. But just in general, Bruce Arians is an awful NFL coach. Big Ben, Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer, Jameis Winston, and now Tom Brady are all about to have their career highs and interceptions with Bruce Arians as their offensive coordinator head coach. Uh, Bruce Arians never takes responsibility for anything. Always has to blame a player. Always throwing Brady, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, the defense. Somebody's going th- getting thrown under the bus. Gronk, whoever it is. Uh, and he's never – he had one good season with the Cardinals, and he's choked in the playoffs. And other than that, he's never done anything besides, oh, well, his quarterback threw for 5,000 yards. It's like, well, when you run four verts Madden every single play, then that's going to happen, I guess. And the Buccaneers, I want – I really want to root for Brady, but I just don't. I don't uh, Bruce Arians I think is going to get fired this offseason and then I think uh 2021 Brady Pat Super Bowl that's what I want that's what I want to see and I think it's going to I think I, there's a slight chance um the NFC North Packers like you said I just they're kind of soft and Rodgers has to play out of his mind for that team to win I think that defense can't stop the run and they honestly could establish the run more than they do but they don't run the ball enough even though they could run the ball effectively and they like to split carries with Jones and Williams even though I think they could just feed Jones but they don't do it Williams goes in once every three series Jones gets majority of the work in in the fourth quarter yeah but when you run the ball 18 times a game instead of like 25 that's just not a lot it's definitely not a lot no and they need to run the ball more I think because I think they could Rodgers has definitely I mean he's yeah he's played at a great level this year Rodgers has been been amazing he's been amazing there's no denying that but I don't see how with that defense and the, for some reason Lafleur just doesn't want to run the ball even though he calls himself like a run first coach. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I don't. I don't really think that team has an identity besides like Rodgers. Please carry us to four straight wins in the playoffs. I don't know if it will happen. I mean, there's a chance, but I don't. I'm not a huge believer in the Packers. Um, the NFC West. I like the Rams. The Rams play good football. Saw that against the Patriots tonight. They're ten and four now. They they. They fed Cam Akers, which I was not a believer of him coming out of Florida State. As he was pretty bad in college, but if they can establish the run like that, and they're about to get Andrew Whitworth back, apparently according to the broadcast tonight, and their defense is nasty. Jalen Ramsey is, and that and Aaron Donald and that D line looked pretty unbelievable against the Pats. The Pats O line has been very good this season. Objectively, it's definitely been the best aspect of the team, and I think they're one of the best O lines in the league. And they got completely dominated tonight by the Rams D line. So. I think the Rams are my pick uh, to make it out of the NFC right now. The Seahawks are pretenders. I don't even – Russell Wilson throwing the ball, throwing 45 deep balls a game. At it, it was an unsustainable rate, and he was getting pretty lucky, I think, at the beginning of the season on some of those deep balls where Tyler Lockett was bending backwards, like twisting his body midair, making these back-in-the-end-zone catches, tapping the toes when Russ misses the throw. He's chucking into triple coverage, and somehow DK comes down with it. That hasn't happened in the last, like, five weeks. And it's showed, and his stats have gone worse, and the team has been worse. And Pete Carroll keeps saying, "Oh, I want to get a balanced offense." Then he gives Chris Carson five carries, and it's like, <laughs> what was the point? You lose the game by twenty because your defense is garbage. Because Jamal Adams, another guy that I, another guy in the Seahawks that I don't really believe in, is terrible. He's like, oh, seven sacks as a safety. That guy is the worst coverage secondary player in the entire NFL. I think he he can't cover anything. He's horrible, and he talks so much, and it's all oh. 
President Maul, I'm a beast, like all that. I, I can't watch. I, if the Jets beat them this week, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not joking. I just, I can't believe in that team. I can't do it. I just, they play bad football. And then NFC East. I, I think the NFC East is pretty interesting this year. I, I've, I've kind of, a, not a lot to say, but I like the Giants. I like Joe Judge. He's been playing ground and pound football since Wayne Gallman really took over that workhorse role from uh, Devonta Freeman who took it over from Saquon when he got hurt, and it's been worth Feed yeah. Wayne Gallman. I've been watching a lot of Giants games this year. They could easily be 8-4. and four. And They've lost so many like one, uh, so many close games, but now they're winning them. And then they've, they've, won, yeah, they've won four straight. And if Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over, they have, they have potential to be good in the future. Daniel, Daniel Jones is not... I don't think he's going to be ever a top-10 QB in the league, but he's not a bust. He's not, he's not a Carson Wentz. He's not a Sam Darnold or anybody, anybody like that. He's coachable. I think you, yeah. have, you have a chance to be good with Daniel Jones. He can run, too. He can run. Uh, and then if you look at the football team, their D-line, they handle Pittsburgh pretty well up front. And if you have a good D-line in football, it doesn't really matter at what level, you have a good chance to be good. And Ron Rivera, he's a decent coach, right? Yeah, I think Ron Rivera's a good coach. Pretty, I mean, he can't move into a Super Bowl. Their offense seems to be getting the most out of their talent. They don't have much talent, but they're not. They're not running five wide or putting their quarterback in a position to not succeed. So they've Gibson and Terry look pretty good too. And then so Logan Logan Thomas has been showing up lately too. Yes, he has. He's getting fed. He looks good. So so if their defense keeps playing well and if they only have to score twenty four points to win a game, that's not that's not terrible. I guess they play the Seahawks in two weeks, so that could be a playoff preview at home. So I, I like I like where the football team's headed. I think they should stay as the football team. I think it's actually good marketing. You get a lot of no one's going to talk about the Washington Warriors, but they'll they'll say, "Hey, the well, football team." The football team is right. football team is a good talking point. Right, it gets the people going, and they're they're good. They're they're not a good team, but they're they're getting better. They're getting better, they're and they're on tanking. the rise, and they're not tanking, and yeah. they have talent. They the Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, and Antonio Gibson. That's building block. He, the, all three of those guys look really good, and if they get a quarterback in there, I, I like where the Giants and Washington football team are headed for the future. Which kind of ties into, I think we want to talk about biggest disappointments this year and the same keeping in the division, Eagles and Cowboys. You know, if you want to talk about the Eagles and Cowboys at all, yeah, the Cowboys, they're definitely not your favorite team if you don't want to play flag football. I I hate the Cowboys. I, mean, the I Cow- hate the Cowboys. The Cowboys are just yeah Zeke. I think he's only like twenty five. He's so washed. That might be the worst one of the worst contracts <laughs> in the NFL. He's so bad. And Tony Pollard kind of gives him a spark when he gets in the game sometimes. So yeah, I don't. I don't know what Zeke's doing, or he wasn't right for the season. I don't even... <laughs> it's kind of hard to come back. It's not like he's going to get trimmer and faster. Like It only goes one way when you're running back. You're not You're not going to get rejuvenated. No, he's toast. And I hate, I like Zeke. Feed Zeke, but feed Zeke is dead. And the Cowboys yeah. days of not the playing... The Cowboys, they have no no defense either. No. They're paying Amari Cooper $20 million to kind of show up whenever he wants. Paying Amari Cooper $20 million to be the third most talented receiver yeah, on the even, offense. Even Michael Gallup hasn't been that good this year. Yeah, and I mean, they took... CD has been good. I mean, he's He's been a good... Like, he's clearly... I don't know. I'm not saying he's clearly worth a first-round pick, but, like, he looks like a first-round rookie wide receiver right now. And then the, the coaching hasn't been but, great. And all the Cowboys fans, they couldn't wait yeah. to get rid of Jason Garrett. I mean, at least he was taken to the playoffs every few years or winning a division every few years. And he, was, he wasn't afraid to run the ball yeah, or I'd, run out of eye formation once or twice. Yeah, I don't see... It's probably not very many people that would be successful with Dallas Cowboys head coach with this roster, so I don't know. I mean, Mike McCarthy doesn't look like he's building anything anytime soon. I think Mike McCarthy. I said Bruce Arians is a terrible head coach. I think Mike McCarthy's like he's he's two hundred times worse. He's so bad. They're watching the Cowboys the other day against the Ravens, third and long, third and twenty or something, and the best play Mike McCarthy and his offense could come up with is a Zeke pitch play. <laughs> they yeah. lost like two yards. There's there's been a lot of bad plays. And on Thanksgiving, like the fourth and ten on your own four on your <laughs> own twenty, like a double wide receiver, fake punt reverse, whatever the heck that thing was. That was awful. It's like, so bad. So yeah. I guess they won't do it, but they should just get Jason Garrett right back and try and build a better <laughs> team because Mike McC- he was he was at least half decent. And speaking of Jason Garrett, that, that Giants offense, I mean, talked about them already, but that team, I think when they get Saquon back next year, too, they kind of found their identity to just run first team. Jason Garrett, not the greatest head coach in the world, but offensive coordinator, it's old-fashioned, but just ground and pound. He loves the ground and pound. That team found their identity. They could be – I'm going to compare the Giants to, like, what the Browns are this year. I think if they just – Daniel Jones on play action, he can run a little bit, too. 
he's kind of like Baker, where it's, he definitely has turnover problems and doesn't really have a lot of good pocket awareness or anything like that. Um, can't really feel pressure, but if you just get him a couple of nice play action looks every game, they have some decent wideouts. It seems like Darius Slay, Darius Slayton. Um, I don't know, just ground and pound. I, I I love it, and those teams are on the rise right now. And I I believe in the Giants in the playoffs, and but yeah, the Cowboys and if you want to move on to the Eagles. Yeah, too. the Eagles. I mean, you don't like flag football. The Eagles aren't flag football. You like ground and pound. But the Eagles aren't ground and pound. So what <laughs> are they? They're they're terrible. <laughs> they, Awful. They were. So I'm looking at the standing. They were three, four, and one going into their bye week. That was probably in first place at the time. They come out of the bye week. They've lost four straight games. So that's not good. Carson Wentz has been terrible this year. Turned the ball over a lot. He's not a good leader. Clearly, the guys aren't. He's definitely not getting the team ready to play. And then <laughs> he was in prime time at home against Seattle. They went out. They had like their first four possessions were like three and outs. And then the announcers make a bunch of excuses for him. And then I don't understand the announcers' points. All these announcers say, you know, Jalen Hurts like won't provide a spark, or Jalen Hurts won't do this, or changing the quarterback won't fix the offensive line or anything. But Jalen Hurts came into the game against Green Bay and gave them a little bit of a spark. He scored. I think he threw a touchdown pass on fourth and eighteen, and then he got the offense was moving a little bit. And he's starting this week against the Saints, so I don't know. I guess if. If Jalen Hurts finishes the year that they, they have the Saints at home at at Arizona at Dallas home against Washington. I mean, it's the NFL. If you play well and you have a good quarterback, you can win three out of the four of those games. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna be enough to win the division because the football team and the Giants are playing better football now. But if Jalen Hurts wins three out of the four, I don't. Carson Wentz has played twelve games. He's won three. If Jalen Hurts plays four games and wins three. And who's your starting quarterback for the future? And then you've already signed Carson Wentz for however much money. So I guess we'll see how Jalen Hurts does. But the Eagles, there's not a lot of talent. They have a similar offense to the Patriots. Not a lot of talent. <laughs> not a lot of receivers creating separation. I guess decent running backs, but the running game isn't as good as the Patriots, I don't think. And then the offensive line has a bunch of old guys that aren't doing great. But I don't understand why Carson Wentz can't get rid of the ball or use some tight ends. They have decent tight ends. I just think Carson Wentz is not making good decisions. And then also you have to go back to the draft for the Eagles. They needed a receiver, and they draft Jalen Rieger at a TCU, who's not one of the main standout. I don't even think regular college football fans. Knew, I don't think regular college football fans knew who Jalen Rieger was. No. And then the pick after Jalen Rieger was Justin Jefferson, who we're going to talk about later. Might be offensive rookie of the year. So yeah, that was that was bad. You can't you can't miss on taking an LSU player who just. Dominated Alabama, dominated Clemson, dominated mm-hmm. Oklahoma, and just feasting, winning LSU a national championship with Joe Burrow. So, yeah, it's got to be tough for Eagles fans that are going to be paying a backup quarterback $30 million a year if Jalen Hurts wins three out of these next four games. Yeah, and so this Eagles future, too, if you think they look bad now, the Carson Wentz, we're talking about Zeke is one of the worst contracts in the league. Carson Wentz contract expires. It doesn't kick in until next year. It expires in 2025. Thirty-two million a year with a hundred seven million guaranteed, uh, in guaranteed money. So, to sit on the bench slash get cut, which they can't cut him because the fifty percent of their salary cap in dead money is just bad. Fletcher Cox, probably their best player, he's about to be thirty years old, signed through twenty twenty three with sixty four million guaranteed. Uh, he's on the wrong side of thirty soon. It's that's only downhill. He's only getting worse, and this team won't be good until that contract's up and he's past his prime. Lane Johnson, this is a bad one. I, I despise Lane Johnson. He's been some sideways comments about the Patriots and Bill Belichick, so I don't know. not a huge fan of him. Um, injured. Uh, he had an injury this year. I'm pretty sure it was a bad injury. I think he's done for the season. He's 30. He's a tackle. He's owed $54 million in guaranteed money, $18 million per year through 2026. So when he's 36 years old, you're paying Lane Johnson coming off a bad injury this year, uh, $18 million to uh, let – Carson Wentz slash Jalen Hurts slash whoever they have in in 2026 get lit up uh, and then post-game press conferences about having fun and how Bill Belichick doesn't have fun, but you do. Whatever. Darius Slay, 29-year-old corner who got cooked back-to-back weeks by DK Metcalf and Devontae Adams. For yeah. some reason, the Eagles insist on putting in man coverage. $30 yeah. million guaranteed through 2024. Yeah, they traded like a third and a fifth round pick for him. I was going to talk about him if you weren't going to talk about him. You but go. Yeah, I guess if you're paying him that much money, 
I guess DK Metcalf is probably top 10 receiver in the game. That's fine. He got targeted 13 times, caught 10 balls for 177 yards. If you're a $15 million a year corner, that shouldn't be happening against you. I don't care how good DK Metcalf is. And then Devontae Adams, I mean, you know Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to him almost every single play. Devontae Adams, 10, 12 targets, 10 catches for 121 yards and two touchdowns. And then one touchdown, he caught it like the six-yard line, and Darius Slay couldn't tackle him as one-on-one. Get it. I don't know. I think if you're paying that much money for a guy, and he's kind of – he's almost a Lions reject at this point. Lions just rejected him. <laughs> the Lions don't want him. Right. So, I don't, I don't You can't be paying guys that are over the hill, 29 years old on the backside of their career, just to get one-on-one. You can't win the matchups. It doesn't – yeah, it, it's – that this team or is just draft a guy screwed. or something. I don't know. You have so many holes in your in your roster, and you're spending th- fifteen million on a cornerback who's thirty years old. There, there's just so many washed up players that they're paying too for like multiple. Alshon Jeffrey signed through twenty twenty two, twenty six million in guaranteed money. Brandon Graham, thirty two year old defensive end, twenty twenty two. Did Zach Ertz get a new contract? Zach Ertz did not get a new contract. He's not. He's not playing like he wants one. He's not. No, I. I think he. He think he wanted a new contract in the Eagles. Actually, probably a good only good move they've made in the last since winning that Super Bowl. I think they told Zach Ertz to kick rocks when he asked for a new contract. I think he was pretty mad about that. But Dallas Goddard, I guess, is the lone bright spot. Maybe twenty five year old tight end and Jalen Hurts. Like Miles Sanders is supposed to be good, but he had like sixteen yards rushing last week. I don't. I don't get the Miles Sanders hype. They took J.J. Arcega-Whiteside ahead of D.K. Metcalf. Yeah, so they missed on D.K. Metcalf, and then they missed on Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, it was, I don't... <laughs> so you could have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. So you probably have to fire the coach, too. I mean, you can't come out of the bye week and lose four straight. I don't really care who you are. And I'm beginning of the season, I don't know... I forget what game... It, who did they tie at the beginning of the season? Bengals. The Bengals, yeah. They, that In overtime, when they... They, rather than go for the win, I think they... I think they punted instead of throw a Hail Mary to Something complete like that. the tie. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know what this team is playing for. I don't understand where they're, like, in terms of teams that are rebuilding or contending, this team is just neither because they, they're paying a bunch of washed up, injured, not good players for a long time. A lot I mean, of money. Yeah, I guess for Eagles fans, <laughs> you're just watching Super Bowl reruns on repeat. I yeah. mean, that's the best you're going to get for that's the next three got. years. I guess if you Eagles fans five years ago, if you said you'll win a Super Bowl, and then you're going to be garbage in three years, they <laughs> well, take it. They didn't take it for one half because they started booing in the first game they came back. <laughs> right. But I don't, I don't understand, like, how long does the Carson Wentz had a great first 10 games in 2017 last? That's it. That, that's all. That's all you hear is Carson Wentz was playing an MVP level. Like, look at his passer rating in twenty seventeen. Are we going to be saying that in twenty twenty six? And that's it. The, Nick Foles came in and threw five hundred yards on the best defense in football and won the Super Bowl for them. And they still said Carson Wentz is their franchise QB. And I don't understand. I understand if you didn't want Nick Foles as your franchise QB because he turned out to be pretty bad too. But after Carson Wentz came back and did nothing, and then did nothing again, why did you pay him? That made no sense. Why'd yeah. you pay him and then draft a quarterback in the second round? Yeah, I don't know why we're drafting a quarterback in the second round. <laughs> and then spending our third and fifth round picks on Darius Slay. Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And you try to surround him with weapons, so you draft a guy who had 600 receiving yards his senior year in the Big 12 flag right. football. And they could have gotten Claypool. Could have had Claypool. Could have had KJ Hamler. He would have been the same thing. Ayuk has been pretty good for him. Ayuk, and then there's uh, Michael Pittman Jr. All those guys have been significantly and better. And T. Higgins. Could have got a big body to throw the ball to. If you're getting blitzed, chuck yeah. the ball out to T. Higgins. T. Higgins has been good, too. It makes no sense what they were doing. And and somehow they still roll out Alshon Jeffrey every week for him to get two drops, no catches, and get hurt. So looking at the NFL draft, the Packers took Jordan Love 26th overall. Is that why Aaron Rodgers is so good? Because that is a waste of I draft think, I think that I honestly think that had like the Garoppolo effect on Brady. It was just you're motivation. F- I guess. But if Rodgers is going to play this way no matter what, wasting a first-round pick on a backup quarterback in the, in your, when your Super Bowl window is closing with an all-time great quarterback is a bit waste <laughs> well, of a pick. They sent their second-round pick on a third-string running back, A.J. Dillon on BC. <laughs> why are we drafting BC football running back? In the second round. To be third string. BC football. To be our third string running back in the second round. Because Although he I looks think, like Derrick Henry. Kind of, but smaller. I don't think Aaron Jones is the future, though. I think you know, there's... I mean, I'm going to look at Aaron Jones. I mean, they'd be smart to not pay a running back, even though I think Aaron Jones is good. 
They don't give him the ball anyway. And yeah, Aaron Jones is an unrestricted free agent, so they're squeezing the juice out of Aaron Jones right now. That, I, it makes sense, but you, there was just no reason to draft A.J. Dillon in the second Aaron round. Aaron Jones you could should get eight draft any other running back in the seventh round. James Robinson, undrafted, has is on pace for like 1,300 yards this year. Aaron Jones would be a good running back on a lot of teams. He would be, but he doesn't get the, Aaron Jones and the Browns with Nick Chubb. You put him in the Kareem Hunt role, be just as good, if not better. That's that that's team. I really don't didn't like the Browns hype last year, even though I like OBJ. But this year, I think the Browns are very slept on. It's just, but yeah, tying it back into the Browns. I don't know why. And then I guess for uh, NFL awards, I guess the MVP. I don't know. Rodgers is definitely a should get. Some type of medal for finishing in second, but I don't know how you don't give it to anyone else. But Patrick Mahomes, he's got the best team. He's only re- he's had a great year: thirty-one touchdowns, two interceptions. And if he w- goes fifteen and one, or even fourteen and two, it's, it's kind of hard not to give it to him. I mean, Rogers' team, I guess Patrick Mahomes never went to Tampa Bay and lost thirty-eight ten. Like that's not happening to his team. So I guess when the competition's so good, you have to factor in the blowout losses, and where. At Indianapolis, Rodgers put up three points and gave up. They're up 21-7 and 28-14. I guess MVPs don't lose that game on the road. So it's, I mean, you lose games in the NFL, that's definitely a tough game to play at Indianapolis. And I think Indianapolis might have been favored. Indianapolis was favored, but if you're the MVP, I think you have to you have to win those types of games or not get blown out 38-10 by Tampa Bay. So, I don't know. Mahomes didn't look great at the beginning of the year, but he's definitely playing a lot better now. And it's if you're not giving it to Mahomes, you're just looking for a reason not to give it to Mahomes at this point. Russell Wilson was MVP through four games, but, yeah, that's gone. So, it's now clear. I think it's Patrick Mahomes pretty easily. Yeah, Pat Mahomes definitely is the runaway favorite. I can't argue with that. I think, I mean, there's some other names. If you want to talk about runner-ups, like you said, Aaron Rodgers has got to be up there. I think um, if you're looking at numbers right now, I – I mean, if you if you took team record out of it, I think Deshaun Watson would be the second or third, uh, right up there with Rodgers. He, he's second yards, uh, higher completion percentage than Mahomes. I think he's top five in completion percentage, uh, and first in the league in yards per attempt. But his team, they were horrible at the beginning of the year, and they just they choked this week. So I, I mean, Deshaun's not obviously not in contention because his team is four and eight. But I think Deshaun Watson's been incredible this season, just as a football player and. Considering how bad the team around the offensive line and the defenses on that team and the coaching is, uh, I think it's pretty impressive what he's been able to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be for me. It's probably Mahomes one, Rogers two, and I mean, looking at random stats right now too. Rogers is trying his best to stat pad inside the five yard line. Yes, he, he throws they, a lot of touch, a lot more touchdowns than Mahomes does inside the five yard line. They, 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 uh, they love they love the fate to. They or the play action of Tanya. They love play action Tanya. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, Rogers, I, I mean, he, he has an interesting case because he has better completion percentage, more touchdowns than Mahomes. But, and, and 36 touchdowns to four interceptions compared to Mahomes, 31 touchdowns to two interceptions. It's, it's really close. And, um, but I don't know. Mahomes only throwing two interceptions on 463 pass attempts is absurd. And that can't be our And 11 and 1. So I guess you have to give it to Mahomes. But Rogers. I'm not a huge Rodgers guy, but he's got to be second. And it's not really after those two. I mean, Russell Wilson was the runaway favorite in the first five weeks, and what happens? Uh, I, I don't know. He turns the ball over way too much now. Throwing it up into triple coverage too much, just lobbing it up there. But yeah, I gave it to Mahomes. He's averaging, only player in the league averaging over 300 passing yards per game. It's the next award. The Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think Justin or Justin Herbert is... Favored, or he was favored by a lot, and I think it's coming down now. I don't understand how Justin Herbert can win this award. First off, he didn't start week one, and the Chargers won, and the Chargers' record now is three and nine, so that would make Justin Herbert two and nine on the season. Those two wins are at home against Jacksonville, coming off of a bye. Uh, Chargers were favored by seven points in that game, and then at home against the Jets where the Chargers are favored by 10 points in that game, and the Jets kind of came back in that game. Jets had, I mean, an outside chance to to win the game at the end. Also, the Chargers were known for like losing all these one-score games and losing all these close games. Well, that's got to be 
quarterback's fault too. I mean, you're the leader of the team. You can't be losing all these close games. I guess the coaching hasn't been great, but I don't I don't understand how it doesn't hurt wins this award for being two and nine. Your two wins are at home against the Jets and the Jags. You're gonna have the one and two pick in whichever order that falls. And then the last game against Buffalo, he turned it over once, maybe twice, and yeah, didn't look good against Buffalo. And then against the Patriots, he lost 45 nothing at home. So I guess you can say Belichick's good, but I mean, 209 yards on 53 pass attempts and two interceptions at home. It's kind of hard to win any award in the NFL when you lose 45 nothing at home if you're the quarterback. So I don't, I don't know what we're doing here. Justin Jefferson's had a great season. Seamus can talk about more of his stats. I don't really have them up right now, but the schedule coming in for Justin Herbert, Atlanta at home. Atlanta's favored by two, but that game can go either way. At Vegas, if Vegas is in the playoff hunt, I would hope Gruden wins that game. Home against Denver, and then at Kansas City, that game against Kansas City, I don't know if that's going to mean anything. I guess Kansas City probably play their players, even if they do have a bye week clinched, because I don't know if Andy Reid wants Mahomes sitting for three weeks in a row. So, that's a loss. I don't know, I hope I hope the Chargers go 3-13 and to finish the season. It's not possible. I think they have another win in there. Maybe some good stats, but... Right now, he can't be the favorite if he's, if his record is 2-9 and nine and his only wins are against the Jags, the Jets, and he's lost a bunch of close games. Can't lose a bunch of close games if mm-hmm. you're the quarterback. I just don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, I, uh, Justin Jefferson already has 1,000 yards receiving. Um, I'm trying to find a stat I saw the other day where I think some of the only rookies, wide receivers ever, to put up the numbers he's put up are like Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, or something insane like that. He, like, he is having a once in a decade rookie wide receiver season. And Herbert, who, Herbert's been good, but he's, he's airing it out, but he hasn't. Herbert's having a good rookie season, but, I mean, he got shut down by a 6 1 Patriots defense that can't rush the passer. It looked good against the Chargers, no doubt, but. Like, really good. But, I don't know. It's just... Justin Jefferson has been playing on a level way better than uh, what Herbert's been on. And if you if you compare it relative to position, like, obviously it's a quarterback league, but Herbert, he's... I, mean, I don't think he's top five in any really... Any major stat. I could be wrong there, but... Jefferson's fourth in receiving yards. Herbert's top five in yards, or yards per game. But Jefferson's top five in yards. James Robinson, my... Another guy that I want to talk about... James Robinson, undrafted rookie running back for the Jags. His team's only won one game, and running backs don't really matter. I'm kind of a believer in that uh, philosophy for the most part. Uh, you, I think there are a lot of them are replaceable, and I, I don't think James Robinson's like a true like Adrian Peterson or anything, but the guy has 968 yards through 12 games, which is third best in the league. It's already one of the best rookie rushing seasons. Um, one of the better rookie r- rushing seasons ever. I mean, there's been plenty of great rookie running back seasons just because rookie running backs – get acclimated quicker than most other positions um but in the modern game where they don't run the ball a lot like we talked about a lot today on 212 attempts to have 968 yards i mean he he has been one of the better running backs in the game and he's been a great pass catcher too and so i i think him and herbert have a similar argument where it's they both have great stats but their team sucks so that's why i don't understand how herbert's a runaway favorite there i don't know if he's a runaway favorite but how herbert's a favorite there when jefferson is on the best team of those three and is putting up stats that nobody since Randy Moss has put up as a rookie. And Jefferson, too, it's not like he's been doing, like, good, like, oh, you get 85 yards every week. Like, he's been taking games. He's a, he has, like, 11 catch, 140-yard performances against the Bears on prime time. Uh, and the Bears' defense has been nasty this season. And Kyle Fuller is a really good corner. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why Jefferson isn't the favorite there. I guess the quarterback bias, but... That just doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't see how you don't give it to uh, Jefferson. But yeah, I have to agree with you there. You made some good points on him. He he's been, he's been dominant. And all the talk about him coming in as a big slot, uh, he's been one of the better downfield threats in the league this year. So it, with Kirk Cousins throwing on the ball, with like you said, like not like Kirk Cousins is prime Tom Brady. So yeah, it's been impressive to watch Jefferson, Justin Jefferson dominate uh, as a rookie. Yeah, I guess more Justin Herbert jokes. Third, uh, week two against the Chiefs, they're up 17-6, to six, eight minutes left in the third quarter. Week four, they're up 24-7 to seven against the Bucks, uh, with a minute 30 left in the second quarter. You got out by Drew Locke, 
He was beating Drew Locke 24-3 with 7 minutes and 38 seconds left in the third quarter. Drew Locke came back to win that game. And then so those those are some big lot, uh, comeback losses. That, that teams that came back against the Chargers, I think the quarterback is responsible for some of that. So, I don't know. Coaching might not help, but I think the Chargers aren't – they don't have the worst roster in the NFL. Right? Yeah. I don't think they they try. I mean, they're surrounding with they have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mike Williams, I think most analysts, I think, would talk about him as uh, I, he'd be a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. He's he was a top five pick and he's good and he's one of the better possession receivers in the league. And then Keenan Allen's been a wide receiver one for five years or so. So it's Keenan Allen's been really good. And they have Hunter Henry. You like Hunter Henry? Uh, Hunter Henry's a good, good tight end over the middle. And they're, yeah, and. That the team has talent on both sides. Their defense got got gets hurt every year, but and they're all they're surrounding it with really good talent on offense. No doubt about that. So I don't. Yeah, I don't understand the hype there, but. Yeah, it it it's questionable. And Justin Jefferson threw twelve games, fifth rookie receiver ever to reach a thousand yards in his first twelve NFL NFL games. The other four, OBJ, had one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. Mm. Anquan Bolden. He might be in the Hall of Fame. He, yeah. he, he had a great career. Marquise Colston, who was a walking touchdown for superpower Saints offense for 10 years, and Randy Moss, the GOAT. And all four of them won Offensive Rookie of the Year. So Yeah, and then it's not the the Vikings. They don't play flag football either. They're not throwing it every single down. No, it's not. Yeah, it's he's not like he's a product of a Chiefs 45 pass attempt offense. Correct. And he has Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball. So it's it's even more impressive. And he's splitting targets with Adam Thielen, which you could say it helps him. But I think I think he's – I don't know. I, I don't think he's – At some point, he's going to be drawing most of the double teams. Yeah. Like he seems – I he seems like he's the wide receiver one of that offense already when he's getting – he's having 13 catch games. It's uh, – I don't know. It's just – it's it's weird that Justin Jefferson's getting slept on. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'm down. For, I'm ready for the next award. I think, I can't think of very many awards left. Is there is there a coach of the year award in this league? Coach of the year award. There is a coach of the year award. I I gotta give it to. Uh, I mean, Stefanski took that Browns team. Yeah, I guess if the Browns Stefanski ground and pound, making Baker look look elite against. Yeah, the I guess if you get on the at home against Baltimore at the Giants, which has been flexing to prime time at the Jets, which they'll win, and then home against Pittsburgh, which I think I think they're gonna win that one. They have a legitimate chance to win eleven games, and then outside chance of twelve and four and thirteen and three. That's pretty good, and they've had like blowout, blowout losses too. I mean, you got to regroup the team after a blowout loss. You don't need people to turn on each other in the locker room and stuff like yeah. that. So clearly, they exactly. bounced back. I think a good, I think a high point of the Browns season was actually week seven against Cincinnati, where OBJ goes down. So you can get rid of OBJ. Don't have to worry about feeding him. Or wait, no, that might have been earlier. Uh, no, I think it was week seven against Cincinnati. So OBJ didn't catch a ball that game, but I still think he played. Oh, he caught, he caught, he got one target in that game. So that's the game he went down. So that's good. You don't have to worry about feeding OBJ or giving him like a certain amount of targets or working him into the offense. You can just focus on what you're good at. Do play action with Donovan Peoples Jones and Jarvis Landry. And they got some big tight ends. They threw it to their left guard in the end zone. So I'll throw it to my left guard in the end zone and score a touchdown. So I'm having to do a fade to OBJ with a safety <laughs> over the top. So I think, I think OBJ. I think OBJ was probably a bad trade for them. I watched a lot of Giants. Drew Bill Peppers is a good safety for the Giants. He's playing good for them. And then they probably gave up, might have given up a first-round pick for him, too. I don't know. But I think they did. I don't know. I think that's good for Cleveland's identity to get rid of OBJ. OBJ might be a good player on a different team. I'm not gonna, he's probably a good player in the NFL. But for the Browns, I think since he's gone down, they've won a lot of games. Yeah, I think Baker's been a lot better without OBJ. I love OBJ, but Baker... Clearly a better player when he's... I mean, his rookie year, he didn't have OBJ, and he looked like a franchise QB. Everyone was loving Baker. He got to OBJ, and he, I don't know, he's kind of like a one-read kind of quarterback, it seems like. He's not great at... He doesn't have the greatest awareness or anything. He's no Tom Brady, but he, I do think he has talent still. But when he just locked into OBJ in every play and the defense knew it, it was bad football. So I, I like Stefanski. I think he's done a good job there. Yeah, I guess we can give him the coach of the award. Coach yeah, of the it, year. There's some other like Brian Flores in Miami has a good case yeah, too does, if they make playoffs. Have... And then even the, the Giants again, Joe Judge if they make playoffs and they win the I division, don't... they may have a losing record. But 
Yeah, I don't think I'm going to give it to a coach with a losing record and beating a bunch of crap to get into the playoffs. Ron Rivera? I, give it I don't him. think so. Yeah I, yeah, I think it's probably... For me, it's probably between Stefanski and, then, and Flores. Yeah, Stefanski. and then I guess if the outside chance happens, if the Steelers go 15-1, and one, then Mike Tomlin definitely gets it because they didn't have a bye week all season. If they go 15-1 and one and finish first, I'll give it to him. Even though he doesn't establish the run. But I don't think they're going to finish 15-1. All right, that's all we got for this episode. Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll come back with another episode. We'll talk about... We're going to talk about... Give college football conference conference championship week previews. Uh, I got ND Clemson, Bama, Florida. I uh, got Ohio State. Come five win, <laughs> five games played, conference champion potentially. Favorite by twenty against Northwestern. Yeah, favorite by twenty. So it might not be a lot of talking points about the big time, but ND Clemson. Big Iowa State Oklahoma game. That 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 is not Iowa State backdoor playoff chance. Five star culture. Five star culture that could be electric. It's, if there's a lot of chaos in conference championship week, Iowa State has a backdoor shot. Does USC have a backdoor shot also? They they might have a backdoor shot. USC also has a backdoor shot. But so I they, don't think they have. There's we have no idea who's playing in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about some conference championships. We'll do some we'll do some four four team bracket bracketology maybe. Um, but yeah, mostly ND Clemson. But definitely tune in for the college football episode. Follow us on Twitter at bias underscore underscore opinion. We'll tweet when the new episodes are out. Thanks for listening.